Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Today on NFP, the artist Three Panel Crimes joins me to discuss his fascination with crime as a sort of extreme life hack that usually ends in failure, but every once in a rare while, manages to skirt rules and evade their subsequent consequences. Hey, this is NFP, the non-fungible podcast with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Right on. Three panel crimes. Welcome to NFP. What's up, man? Doing good. I just finished watching uh, Argentina beat France in the shootouts. It was actually, I mean, I didn't, I'm not a super, you know, I'm Canadian. So, you know, us Canadians aren't super heavy duty soccer fans um, or football fans for our international audience. Uh, but anyway, no, it was uh, it was a pretty exciting game. Uh, Argentina pulled out the win in the shootout. And uh, I was checking in with you because it was right down to the wire of when I was going to start the recording. And I was like, hey, like I'll be right there. <laughs> um, so you're, you're not really a, a soccer slash football viewer yourself? Not really, but uh, I'm also Can- Canadian. So this is funny. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I'm from Toronto originally. I live in uh in California now. Mostly because I fucking love your Eeyore coffee mug, by the way. Oh, I know, isn't that nice? That's Maybe. wicked, but oh, it's kinda Yeah, I'm gonna do that for myself. <laughs> Get myself an Eeyore coffee mug because Eeyore <laughs> is my spirit animal most mornings. Um <laughs> shit, I didn't even know France was playing. That's how much I know about soccer yeah. or football or <laughs> Um, however it's funny because i guess now i can add that to the lore of the ridiculously long plane so i don't know we'll do it like france lost the world cup so the pilot's taking us all with him Mm -hmm. some shit Mm -hmm. yeah tell me about this whole uh plane series you know the last one you have here is uh with the pepe in the air give me a give me a give me some background here Pepe Seifu card. Um, yeah, yeah. I like airline safety cards. I've always liked airline safety cards ever since I was a little yeah. kid. They're yeah. kind of like comics if you think about it. Actually, there's they quite are. a few. It's true. There's quite a few things in life, like IKEA instructions and other things. If you mm-hmm. ever want to really laugh, like Google, um, like fucked up IKEA instructions or something. I forget what it is, but it's like there's a whole series of artists like making these like really dark disturbing ikea instructions uh which are incredible i can't remember who though um well i wanted to do something tell me about this long flight thing yeah yeah so i wanted to do something that could only be done using uh you know blockchain to keep track of everything i mean i guess it could Mm -hmm. be done with spreadsheets but i'm too lazy um 
So the blockchain is is just a glorified spreadsheet, as far as I know. It's a wonderful spreadsheet. I know it's I'm the just greatest. Sure. It, it's 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 <laughs> like, watch out, Excel. It's the best spreadsheet. Is numbered, yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to do something that could be like kind of an interactive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, you know, I like crime for the most part. Uh, why people commit crimes, the ripple effects of crimes. Because it's really like people figuring out weird ways to hack reality or just mm-hmm. take shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time, it really doesn't work out too well. Because <laughs> yeah. I think why, <laughs> for the most part, uh, people like, you know, consuming uh, content about what happens when people go off the uh, off the beaten trail and into the, you know, the bushes and then watching somebody else fall off a cliff or jump into a fucking bustle of thorns is usually a good confirmation that maybe it's just easier to live a good life and do the right thing. Um, but I got really into this podcast called Empty Frames about the mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Stewart Gardner Museum. Um, so in 1990, some anonymous gentleman who no one really knows who it is. A lot of people think it was the, you know, the Boston mob mm. um, decided to relieve the museum of, of 13 priceless uh, masterworks of art, like Rembrandt's and a whole bunch of other shit. Anyways, the, they, they're still missing. And oh, wow. um, they cut the paintings out of the frames. And because of uh, Elizabeth Stewart Gardner's um, well, she had enough money to be considered eccentric instead of crazy. So, in mm-hmm. her will, she had this whole stipulation about like nothing in the the gallery or museum can change. So they mm-hmm. they can't remove the frames. So they left those frames. Oh wow! Okay, all those frames are fucking hanging on the wall. Um, long story short, I don't know. I, I like stuff like that. I wanted to do something that was interactive. So I said, well, what if we made this kind of like an ARG? Um, so I put out a three panel crime about the heart, the Gardner Heist, um, uh-huh. as if it happened in our wonderful world of Web3 and put a little couple of Easter eggs in there for people paying attention. Um, and then what I wanted to do is you know, I set the reserves fairly low right. for our stuff. And I wanted to do some sort of a thing where people want to win at least, you know, one panel of that story. And then they get to make their own like crew to pull off this art heist. So at the end of this art heist, the idea being is that whatever person who has one of those panels, um, that gets the most votes mm-hmm. they get to decide what happens to the the stolen art so okay. we're minting something actually working right now on like a whole overview 
So you like kind of storyboarded out kind of idea, you mean? No, just like a, like a general like you know fac or TLDR as to what the fuck is happening. Oh, I see. Here. I just sent I just sent it to you. This Okay, I I gotcha. haven't pushed this to the the website yet, but this is kind of the basic broad strokes of what the fuck we're doing. Okay, okay. Um, One point we also seven million plane tickets. Okay, I saw that on OpenSea. yeah. So like that's how this whole like really ridiculously long plane. thing happened because like the idea was okay these guys that won the panels are gonna like each try to get people to to send them votes so the way that we worked it out was one plane ticket to this you know underground art auction uh it's one ticket is equal to one vote but it's per wallet minted so 200 people minted tickets it was a free open claim And four or five of them decided that they needed, you know, 400,000 or 500,000. Uh, a couple people minted 69,000, thinking that they were going to game the game. I see. So we got 1.7 million of these like Concord plane tickets, say Ligma balls on them. And I don't know. What do you do? Um, so I talked to Marco, who's, you know, the artist that I worked with on this and, uh, we decided, well, fuck it. What does that plane look like? So we decided to make a ridiculously long 1.69 passenger or 1.69 million passenger, uh, capacity Concorde jet, Nice. which I guess You know, I don't know the the actual physics of what that would look like, but I'm pretty sure that plane would be so long that you're really just walking. It's more of a bridge than a plane. Like you're walking from one end of the plane to the other, and then you land in New York Probably, by the time yeah. you get I to would the think cockpit. it would have to be about that length. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't know the math of it, it, but. it, 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 it's it's beyond comprehension. If someone on the internet can figure it out, I would love to to see it. Um, we may I'm sure be doing somebody some blueprints. could. If you assume the average person occupies, what would it be? Maybe a foot and a half distance if they're all standing in line. Yeah, we're going to make it it's tight. You know, we got to be, it's like the spirit airlines of Concord Flight. Exactly. No fucking baggage. <laughs> this, this is one of those ones where the seats are kind of like vertical almost. Have you seen that where they've designed new airplane seating to maximize capacity? And they just Jesus jam fuck. people in there where they're not even sitting down. They're kind of standing up sort of. Have you seen those? It sounds like some weird shit from like Halo, like the ODST Yeah. drop Yeah. pods They're like, well, from it would that be for game. short flights. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. yeah. I'll enjoy that with my my bug paste, or whatever Yeah, exactly, hellhole right? we're hurtling <laughs> towards. Um, either so is this but ongoing anyways. then the long flight? Like how far how far are you going with this, you think? as long as it needs to Okay. <laughs> it, it just we just keep like the fun thing is is that there's people that are jumping into it so the way that it works with the plane is like there's the long flight open editions and then there's these burn redeems for the the tickets you burn tickets to get free art 
limited editions and whatnot. So there's, yeah, I've probably made this way more complicated than it needs to be, but it's been a lot of fun. And people are already starting to make their own little like side stories about things like okay. one of the burn redeems two guys miss it all those out and it was like this dude named fred waving at us from the window and then we were just like oh okay well i guess like he was blown into 69 pieces and now they're arguing on the internet about you know burning all of him except for one to return his soul as a one of one back so now he has a force ghost edition Mm -hmm. so you got a whole culture building around this yeah it just it just keeps kind of uh what's the thing i love about memes right is it the the most fun for me i think this has been something i've experienced with three panel crimes in general is like seeing other people's interpretations of things and then watching where they go with it is Uh a lot of fun so something you know i like to do when we started posting things on instagram at the beginning of this mm-hmm. whole um three panel crimes project and i would get so much enjoyment out of reading people arguing in the comments section but like what their take on what happened in the story was because there's no dialogue mm-hmm. right right so you're so, just interpreting what's happening yeah yeah and it's great because i like it's it's once again it's people like kind of interacting with what you're doing so i always find that a little bit more fun than just kind of like telling people what they so do you have a specific story in mind that you know is what's happening there and you're just leaving it open-ended or are you kind of as you do it what i mean is as you do it are you leaving it open to interpretation that people might determine a different story i guess are you talking about are you talking about like the comic when you're doing like the three panels for example like say for example i'm looking at institutionalized you know Mm -hmm. on super rare which is very cool. Yeah, so thank you. That was a collab we did with Ryan Anderson. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, I like I definitely have an idea of, you know, what it means what I'm what I'm trying to get across what I'm talking about. Um, because I think I need to. Of course. <laughs> I need to have I a guess, point. yeah, maybe I'm not wording the question correctly. No, no, um, no. You're you're, you're I, you're you're totally um I get I, I think I understand uh where where you're you're going. Um yes, I, I definitely have like a this this means this and right. like the you know end goal you know result that I am going for. But mm-hmm. I like the way that this project is set up because it allows people to bring their own life experience and context or cultural whatever. Mm-hmm. and project that onto some of the art and stuff so they if they have a different perspective and different life experience then they'll interpret things in a different way sure which is very like weird and interesting and fun to me so at, at the the actual making of the things yeah for sure i have like a Hey, this is what I want to do and, and what this means to me. I don't usually like to like share that with people because okay. it's 
a lot more fun to just kind of have conversations with folks and like go some of that back and forth. Like I like, I like that. It's, it's more fun to participate than it is to pontificate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. Reaching. But yeah. So the long flight, um, the original idea was we'll just keep upping the price of the open editions until mm-hmm. eventually it's too expensive and no one mints. And then we'll just crash the fucking plane. Um, <laughs> but I've been getting a lot of messages from people that want to jump in. So like, even though uh, the actual flight is kind of like coming to a close, there's still stuff to do like in that world. Cause I just find it, I don't know. There's just something really silly about a ridiculously long phallic looking plane (laughs) and a bunch of different guys have reached out and said, Hey, like I want to do something, you know, in my style, there's one guy that designs cars and fucking motorboats like for a living for a fairly large company. Uh And I'm having a call with them next week. We're going to discuss like the actual, you know, what would the technical blueprints of this absolutely absurd length of plane, what would that even look like and how can we make it as funny as possible? So, right. I I like the one that's, uh, uh, if you're looking for these folks, you can find them on, uh, on three panel crimes. If you go to his link tree and then you can find them on places like open sea or manifold or whatever. Uh, the one I like is uh, that I'm looking at is uh, the long flight takeoff where the back of the plane where the, you know, it's still taking off. The wheels are on the ground, of course, but I'm imagining the front of the plane is well into their flight, you know, and it's yeah. kind of humorous to imagine this front of the airplane going, yeah, okay, we've taken off. Whereas the, the back of the, the plane is like, okay, let's go. The flood, the, the front of the plane is somewhere in, in like, you know, it's at least outside of the atmosphere. They may be floating right. at this point. I'm I'm not sure. The or maybe the plane gravity. bends. Uh, maybe it bends. Who knows? That's yeah. the fun part, right? Is like <laughs> my girlfriend is always really like in a weird way impressed and uh ashamed of what I do. <laughs> impressed and ashamed. That's an interesting combination of sentiment. <laughs> Because she's like, that's insane. Um, but also, she's like, you are a child. And I'm like, <laughs> I can be serious when I when I want to be. But I also enjoy having, you know, poking fun. Yep. And this whole thing is really, this whole shitpost side quest of this flight thing is really just kind of making fun of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, explain. How is it making fun of you? Well, because we we did this like very ambitious and like more serious in tone thing about like the art heists and like you know what are the the people that are buying like these black market pieces or are they things that are just being stored by organized crime for either you know um stores of value for large transactions that people don't want a record of or get out of jail free cards for you know it's like hey fuck i just got arrested with a shitload of whatever but i know where this you know masterpiece 
that's priceless and, and is culture. So if you give me a slap on the wrist, I'll give you this, like that shit is, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something really weird and interesting about that to me. I've always been interested in like, the idea of, of value and, and the ideas of like belief. And I, I think, you know, on a, a larger scale, I'll be it on my soapbox, but like even with the NFT stuff and crypto and, and stocks and just anything in general, it's like belief has always been the only currency that we ever really have. Yeah. Right. So you have your religious stuff and that motivates people to get, them doing stuff you have your moral codes and most people kind of you know believe in that and stick to that that's why we have the society that we do with the u.s dollar everyone else in the world also believes that it is worth some money Mm -hmm. so that we just you know it's these ideas that we're all party to and that's why i always find it funny when people are like but it's it's digital and it, it means nothing and it's backed by nothing and I'm like yes and so is your bank account like yeah totally zeros and ones yeah and we can get into a whole other ball of wax there but like you know it just keeps <laughs> going man it's turtles all the way down and at a certain yep. point what I've found in my personal life is that you know everybody has a choice. And I, I, I don't have control over the Federal Reserve or FTX or if other people are jaywalking or doing things that are terrible and violent or any of this stuff. But I do have control over my own personal behavior and my decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to play like Monday morning quarterback and for folks that don't watch football and neither do i really but the idea of like oh i would have done this differently on the monday morning after the game right um but it's very easy to say things like that when you're you don't have any stakes or skin in the game so i thought it would be an interesting experiment to basically put people in the position of you know some of these extremely high net worth individuals that may or may not get off on having the power over knowing, you know, I, I have the only, you know, storm on the sea of Galilee, the real one. And it's in my basement and only I know it's there or, and the guy I bought it from, and I can go look at it. Like, what is mm-hmm. that? Why does someone, mm-hmm. you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's kind of like Martin Shkreli with the, which album was it that he had the single copy? The of? Wu-Tang thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wu-Tang exactly. Clan. Right. So that's in that case, everybody knows. And I think that's what he enjoyed about it is everybody knew that. Right. But I think, I think there's also like a thing in terms of like collectors, not all collectors, but there are some collectors that it's more about the, the adrenaline rush and the feeling of like importance and power that comes from obtaining and then hoarding something. Yeah so that like there's a weird but and that that in my opinion that comes from right like it's all made up shit i mean like at the end of the day it's it's oil on a, a piece of canvas 
with with pigment yeah and 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 there's ideas and 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 there's you know a lot of stuff that goes into those pieces of art don't get me wrong but the the astronomical prices and figures and and things like that uh a lot of it is is what are our values and what what do we you know Mm -hmm. people want to feel special yeah so what i wanted to do with this was like okay well let's let's take three people and let's have them compete um and and they get to have the power to choose like do we so the outcomes that came out with are like okay so like either you can restore the painting to the gallery and then we mint a free open edition for everybody where it's one of the pieces hanging in the gallery back in its frame or you can troll everyone and you know just hoard it and then it's the empty frame hanging in the gallery or you can make some sort of you know thing that only benefits you and your inner circle of of folks that voted for you so then it's like you you and your 10 friends or, or whatever you know you guys decide but you get a limited edition that only your your little club can have and maybe other people you know, want to buy into that or some shit mm-hmm. but i think how's this playing out right now right now it's kind of on pause while we're doing all this shenanigans with the the long flight i got some tricks up okay. my sleeve in terms of the you know the ticket burn and mm-hmm. things like that um but I've, these tickets, I've by the way, to... like they're they're very cheap, right? Like you're buying these for they're like ten cents right now, or yeah. like five cents. Yeah, you're gonna pay more in gas than you're gonna pay for the ticket, right? And then and that yeah. by extension, it's like also it's like how, how do you give like something of value? Well, give people a fun experience and like allow them to take the tickets if they're paying attention and interacting with the the shit that you're doing and use those to go in and get some some other stuff and some right. other limited you know additions mm-hmm. and then now there's all sorts of weird shit that guys are doing where they're trying to broker deals between each other to get all of the fred pieces so that his soul can be at peace which is not right. something that i came out with originally Okay. At the beginning of this, but it's a fun way of like going back and forth. <laughs> You're talking people. about the guy or, waving in the airplane window. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then there's a ghost version. Yes. Of him now. Fred. Yep. <laughs> the the Pepe like you know the the gif it's an animated gif safety card of, of Pepe breaking mm-hmm. every safety card rule in existence, and also the last panel is just a like the exits are here and here and here. It just goes on forever. Yeah, of course, because it's a gigantic airplane, right? This is an ant, yeah, and like that, I, I put <laughs> out a, a boat. scrolling. <laughs> yeah, I, I put out a boat. Eternally to the, scrolling. The internet. I was like, "Do you guys want sixty-nine editions where it's pricey, or do you guys want four twenty editions where they're less pricey?" And mm-hmm. the vote was forty-nine to fifty-one percent in favor of four twenty editions. So that's really close. What we did. It was okay. very close. Mm-hmm. But the fun thing is, is like. I have some other stuff featuring Pepe that's animated gifts mm-hmm. that me and JP have been like slowly building out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole thing 
what I want to do is like another a burn event for those things once those get minted out to get the supply back down to 69. Okay. Because I think it's funny. You got to work towards 69. I mean, that's just a life goal of, in general. Of, right? of, of course. But I, I like this idea of like, you know, <laughs> like all of this stuff is kind of like, yeah, the, the, like the visuals are cool. And I like, you know, doing the art and like all this other stuff, but I also really enjoy this kind of weird turning Twitter and the internet into like this, very large game of checkers mm-hmm. and chess at times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I get to talk to people like my friends that are, you know, also doing similar things. What do you think of the whole with? Twitter thing with the, the bands and stuff and how I forget which app it is. You can look it up, you know, if you've been um, shadow banned or whatever, you know, Oh yeah. How, people have been kind of analyzing that now and going, Oh shoot. You know, I am actually, I don't exist right now on the internet on Twitter or I've got a search ban on me or whatever. So I did that. Uh, I was, it's funny. I checked and I was like all the bands and I was like, Jesus, they oh, really, really? Hate me. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Cause like somehow we still managed to get like 130 out of 420 minted. Thank God. But like, you know, um, and then I checked like 48 hours later and it was like, I was only had one, which was like the search thing. So it's hard for people to mm. look me up. Right. Um, I think it, it's a rolling thing. I don't think it's like a permanent, I don't know. I can check again later, but I was looking up, you know, three panel crimes and I just yeah. typed it in with spaces between the words and you wouldn't show up. No, you have to, you have to like type in like at, the number three you, the exact name because your search suggestion is banned and then end it yeah that's so weird for whatever reason and I now, no idea can why. you imagine like is there a reason you can think of that you might have had these bans put on you i always wondered I mean, about that like what are the reasons that people are getting banned i don't know it seems to be pretty innocuous stuff often yeah it's weird i did have some weird situation where i got like a, a two-day like ban from tweeting at all um, oh. because some dude from one of those, like, I'm the manager of play to earn giga maxi robot fantasy jewel quest. And we're going to give you $6,000 to post three tweets about our game. And I was just like, something get- you get every single day in your direct messages. Yeah. Yes. Like, and it's always like 16 different accounts sending you the same message is obviously a scam. Yeah. And I, I shouldn't have uh, done it, but I, I just kind of started playing with some of these people where I said, well, okay, but do you like, are you going to play like, I'll only take credit in Ligma. And they're like, what? <laughs> Ligma like, what is that? And I'm like, yeah, like Ligma ball scammer. And then like, they'll be like, fuck you. They and then, banned like, you for that? <laughs> no, but check this out. It got really funny because then this dude was like, hey man that wasn't cool like this is a serious <laughs> thing and i'm like you and the 16 other bots today sent me the exact same message he's like no i'm offended i was like wow this dude has balls today and, and i was like no i'm not interested and he's like but why i'm gonna pay you and i'm like are you fucking out of your mind like no so then i started sending him gifts of like camels like tonguing things because i thought oh, it was interesting funny and 
he was like, I'm going to report you. And I'm like, this is the best version of like alternate reality. Everything is opposite land or whatever. But he actually did report me. And then I was like banned from tweeting for so two Twitter days. Twitter punished you because a scammer reported you. Yes. Well, wow. I mean, you know, to be fair, I did break the rules. I did tell him to lick my balls. Was that against the rules to do on Twitter? I think so. I think it was like some sort of, you know. I've never tested that rule. Yeah, I I don't (laughs) recommend it because I I fucked around and I found out. And if I play stupid games, I'll win stupid prizes. Um, But uh, just to let you know that there is still some some good in the world. The guys in my Discord found out. And then, like, I think it was like 50 of them reported that one guy's account for sexual harassment and his okay. uh his account got like perma deleted so okay yeah well, that, it that all comes for a circle man yeah 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 what do you think you know speaking of you know you know you talked earlier about how you know it's belief that you know makes us you know basically decide on the value of anything really um mm-hmm. what do you think of the whole uh, Donald Trump NFT launch. I love the video. If you've never seen the Donald Trump video, I saw the where video. He's talking about it, like that's fantastic. It's just the, the video you know, looks like he hasn't seen any of it and he's like yes. literally reading off a teleprompter <laughs> between like <laughs> like lunch or something. Like, I, I was like, gonna buy one and then I saw it was on Polygon and I ended up not buying it. But I was really tempted. But, like it feels like they were just like, all right, just like stand in front of the screen screen. Like, just read this shit. He's like, I don't want to do it. Just, just fucking read the thing, okay? <laughs> like, we need legal defense money or whatever. I don't know. But like, at a certain point, I've, I've kind of just lost. Um... I was at the comedy cl- uh, club a couple years ago, and it was right after Trump had won the election. And Mark Marin was sitting just trying out some new material and he was sitting there kind of hunched over on the stool he just looked really fucking depressed and he's like yeah i got nothing man like i don't i don't fucking know it's like irony is dead like there's just nothing <laughs> and 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 you know I, I i kind of agree with that to a certain extent although i'm not a big fan of like nihilism so uh-huh. I, I like the idea of like yeah, man, like, you know, let's not take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not really, I haven't found any personal value in being publicly outraged on the internet for mm-hmm. things that I have no control over. I, um, I find the whole thing, I with that kind of stuff, I tend to go towards, you know, just finding the humor of it. Like, to me, it's... I find, yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. Just like, you know? It's just like... And the fact that it went to a 0.45 ETH floor price. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just checking it right now where, it, where the floor price is. Floor price has fallen a little. It's 0.39 ETH right now. But still. Oh, sell. That's the cheapest sell, card. It's, go- it's going to zero. <laughs> I just love how they were like an amazing art. And it's literally his face just like, you know, clipped out. I, stuck on these I, looked, I looked and I'm like. <laughs> Did they just did they run this through like AI? Like it feels like it could have been. I, I feels like, like clip just, art or something. Can you imagine like 
there's there needs to be a deep dive like that zach guy needs to do like a deep dive on like who did the art for the trump collection that would i would love to know i would love to know that um that being said like okay whatever like cool I'm, I'm more excited about like you know <laughs> forgotten runes and, and cryptodes and uh you know what else wolf game has been fun you know these projects where like they're they're doing cool shit and, and uh-huh. people are like having fun etherworks is dope yeah you know people are people are jumping in uh-huh. Uh-huh. um i find it interesting that you know of all times to choose to launch this nft collection they pretty much chose of the past I don't know how long in the NFT market. It's probably the lowest point we've seen since I don't know how long, right? Yeah. It's this, just an interesting bottom, time for them to do is. that, right? Yeah, I think so. But but uh, I don't know. I mean, for my my personal, and this is probably why I'm not super successful and living on a fucking island or some shit. <laughs> but like i just keep making things and then keep releasing them regardless of what's happening right in in, yeah. in terms of like i'm not trying to time um, i don't know if donald market. trump has the same artistic drive that you have though well he's either the greatest <laughs> performance artist on earth uh well better than lincoln and better than washington anyway according to him <laughs> you heard it here first folks lincoln and washington it's literally what he says in the video. battles or jesus christ your favorite president even... better than lincoln better than washington that's what he says it's it's like having when the whole time that he was like in the white house i was kind of dealing with some like immigration stuff oh, right where i was super and I'm very nervous about all that. And like, uh-huh. it kind of felt like having like, like a drunk dad that would be like tweeting from the toilet at like 2 a.m. Uh-huh. Like people would just be like, oh, did you see the shitty? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> because like at the time, like a lot of things in my life were very much um, in limbo in terms of that situation. And I didn't know if I was okay. going to be able to stay or not. Uh-huh. So it was very like, it's like what complications going to come out in the news today yeah. that's going to make it more difficult for me to move here. Well, because because he was literally like, well, I've been here for a while and like I was in the process of like getting my my green card and okay. and like he would say shit and it would directly like just random shit that he would pipe off the top of his head would directly affect me in like major life decisions that I was making. So it was an mm-hmm. extremely stressful experience. Um mm-hmm. But also still funny in a really fucked up way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I guess yeah. For me, it's easier laugh. to laugh about it because I'm just looking at it from the outside, you know. So, a little different experience. Well, I mean, my I had a my my aunt Rita, who she moved uh, she moved to Philly from Thunder Bay, and her husband died of a heart attack and she was left with like three kids. She had a, a like a, a music studio kind of, they were both nightclub singers or some shit like that back in the forties okay. and fifties. And she decided to stick it out. 
and uh, raise her three kids by herself or four kids. Sorry. One of them died in the eighties anyways. Um, but she kind of like, you know, old school Italian five feet of gusto. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, her whole thing was always like, it's her attitude in regards to any situation in her life. Cause everybody else in the family was like, you're a single mom now and you need to come home. And like, everybody's going to take care of you and like, well, she's like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm staying down here in Philly. Like, I like it here. I'm just going to do my thing. And like, she did. And, mm-hmm. and, and she, she lived to be like, you know, 89 years old or oh, yeah. 86. And went through all sorts of crazy shit in her life. But like, she was always a, she had a great attitude about everything. No matter what, if it was health problems or, you know, you know, problems with uh, family members and, and legal stuff or anything like that, like she she just always kind of had a, a good good head on her shoulders about you know what what's in her control and what's not and. Well, the one thing that was always in her control was her fucking attitude and her perspective on things. And on the other side of my family, you know, my, my dad's dad, um, same kind of thing where he, uh, he came over in the twenties as like a three-year-old. And when world war two popped off, I think he was just of, of age and his parents had to go to the police station to report like every day because they were technically enemy you know aliens all oh, right of course because uh-huh. they're italians uh-huh. and he managed to get himself out of that by enlisting in the army uh-huh. and then he also managed to not get shipped overseas to get blown up because he was really fucking good at hockey uh-huh. so the army team wanted to beat the Navy team or whatever. Okay. Right. So he ended up, you know, we got to keep this guy here safe, keep him safe. So he doesn't get injured. Right. But it's another thing, right. It kind of ties into this thing. That's always been interesting to me. It's like, there's like these rules and then there's like, there's like real rules as to like, right. Oh, but yeah, this one dude who's like part of the top brass can just be like, Oh no, I, I want my hockey team to win. So fuck the war <laughs> effort. I don't give a right. shit about that. You know, we're going to send this other guy to go get blown up, but you know, and, and, and my grandpa um, for the rest of his life, I think he tried to make up for that by, by doing a lot of um, like charity stuff and, mm-hmm. No, it's, it's funny you're canadian so you know like he yep. played for the winnipeg blue bombers and like fucking oh yeah w- was part of a, a team that won like the junior league the memorial cup blue bombers the football team or the jets yeah, winnipeg the winnipeg blue bombers uh, okay. the, the the canadian football league yeah yeah mm-hmm. which, which does exist people uh yep. you know True story. And his his whole ex- excuse for that is like, well, you know, a lot of a lot of the g- good guys were like, you know, overseas or some shit like that. But like, he he kind of always had a good attitude about stuff and tried to make the best out of any situation and just said fuck it, you know, like 
do what I can, but at the same time, like, definitely didn't have a, didn't have a lot going in his life, um, had a lot of trouble at home and, you know, all sorts of things and managed to figure out his way, uh, not only through the, the system, but also, you know, through some of his own personal troubles, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know, but he, uh, he did a lot of good things for a lot of good people. And he was one of the, the better folks. Um, that was a real good example, uh, in my life, at least in terms of like, you know, having a good attitude about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you, how do you, um, carry that on in your own life? You think, um, uh, well, most of my life until I was about like, I'm 32 now. I didn't really stop being a self-destructive shithead until I was about 22. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get my head out of my ass until I was 28. Um, okay. So for like the last four years or so, I've just kind of tried to give everybody else the benefit of the doubt. My best to not add to any of the 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 pain or or discord in the world not discord the app <laughs> discord the word <laughs> um and and you know done done what i can to uh i don't know kind of uh be there for folks in, in whatever ways i mean something that really helped me when i was really fucking lost and struggling which is why i got into you know, comics and, and a creative life in general is, um, uh, I had moved to Vancouver after blowing up my life the first time I lived in LA, which mm-hmm. I managed to do in a spectacular fashion, which is for another time, because that could be a whole other chat. But, um, I was by myself and I was very isolated and I was dealing with a lot of, um, uh, addiction and, and mental health uh, issues feeling extremely unique in my my story and my problems and um, kind of went into a comic book store picked up this thing called Criminal by Ed Brubaker and it blew my fucking mind because I thought oh comic books are just like superheroes and dudes in tights and like magic powers or like Dungeons and Dragons and I love all that shit don't get me wrong it's just didn't know that like they also made comics about just like regular ass people. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, just kind of followed the rabbit hole, uh, read all that guy's work, it's fantastic stuff. And then started reading all the guys that inspired him and like kind of found like a through line in, in terms of, you know, uh, Jim Thompson and Chandler and, you know, uh, a bunch of other stuff But these guys are really, they're making these stories about regular people who for whatever reason just can't help but dig themselves deeper into the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, which I certainly related to at, at that time in my life. And uh, in a weird way, it was very comforting to not know that I was like terminally unique in my idiotic and and self-destructive things that i had or or just ways of thinking you know right and i think that that for me is is like a really important thing 
in terms of art um it's it's not like i don't know i'm not saying anything new hmm. you know um I, I don't have some fucking magic like hack for like you know like earlier in my life i think i was always looking for like okay cool so like what's like the shortcut where's like where's the alpha to use nft terms to like you know just you know where, where's the the thing right where where's where are you like in and then then you get the results and then everything's great and it's all fine kind of gaming uh, the system yeah that yeah like which is a really in my opinion kind of well it wasn't a way of, of, of looking at things that worked pretty well for me um, what I found is mostly it's kind of everything I learned in kindergarten is true and I just need to hear it in a way that allows me to recognize and internalize it so I think like in regards to art whatever the medium is whether it's you know plays or songs or visual art or fucking memes like there's that participation right there's an interaction where right. somebody will kind of encapsulate what 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 i've un been un unable to communicate in my own head mm -hmm. you know for many years like kind of like these these nonverbal uh things that are true mm -hmm. and then somebody will say like oh like here's the thing and i'll be like that's that's it like that i recognize that i totally fucking relate to that i feel that like that is exactly what i've what i've that's the thing right there mm -hmm. right and then that's helpful at least to me um a, a big theme that i think i've come to realize in a lot of my work and, and things that i've been doing for like the last fucking i don't know nine or ten years or so but especially the last five is that comfort and safety are not the same thing mm -hmm. and that most of the problems in my life have come from prioritizing my personal comfort above all else um in an effort to tr to feel safe and like okay and, and grounded and whatnot and um you know comfort is very subjective i can feel completely comfortable in extremely unsafe situations but i cannot you know it's either i'm safe or i'm not it's a very a b you know it's an objective thing it either is or it isn't so i i trying to trying to game an objective thing through subjective means not a good thing for me mm -hmm. um so i guess that's what i'm trying to do in terms of you know what i'm what i'm talking about in the art and and and, and all the work and, and sharing you know sharing that with people and maybe people pick up on that and and they go make some other shit mm -hmm. i love it when mm -hmm. that happens because that's what happened for me um yeah so like that's more of like the i guess serious side mm -hmm. of, of, of of things where i'm not exactly being like super silly but at the same time i like to poke fun of myself and like sure. make fun so to answer your question in terms of like well how are you making fun of yourself it would be a prime example is like 
well, I did this thing on the internet and we didn't really think of the possibility that someone might find an exploit on, you know, the Manifold website that allows you to change the number of max mints. So instead of being like, I need to be the smartest gigabrain, you know, hacker man in the world and, and have everything, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's, let's just see how far this goes and have fun with it and like right. bring people along and yeah. allow people to participate. Cause I also think, you know, for the first five years or so that I was making stuff based on personal experience, I was very much into kind of like circling the tree and like navel gazing and being like, Oh, look how like, look how hard it's been. Look at all the crazy, like, you know, painful, blah, blah, blah things. It's like somebody told me fairly uh, early on. It took me a while to unpack it and figure it out. He said, using your problems as an identity is a recipe for suffering. I was like, Oh shit, that is very true. Mm -hmm. Because if, Oh, like, you know, if uh, if the trauma or or the you know the shit that's eating your lunch today becomes it, it, for me if it becomes who I am then I always need to have that and uh, yeah like Eeyore is a prime example <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to be Eeyore because there's a lot of really great you know I'm I'm not dead. That's a very good thing. I'm very happy mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'd like to enjoy some stuff. Um, I don't know. That I just feel like I went on a very large rant. So, no, no, talk it's now. good. So, what do you, what do you think? Things. Like, um, you know, we're coming to the end of 22. It's been kind of a weird year, you know, um, one of the weirdest years. Um, Maybe we can just end off with, you know, do you have some, uh, you know, hopes, ambitions for next year, things you might experiment with or try in the space? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how best to organize everything. Um, Cause at the moment I feel like I get a lot of, fun out of like the shiny object syndrome of like oh this is fun like let's let's like run down this this path and see where that goes but it and you need to be a little bit better about like getting things kind of figured out in terms of a schedule because i love it when people hit me up and like, hey let's do this and I'm like cool but then i'm just kind of like working on shit all the time um so i'd like to figure out a better way of kind of balancing things and also um there's a there's just there's so much stuff going on and there's so many cool people doing things um And in a weird way, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, for me, like, I kind of grew up on, like, the old, like, forums 
mm-hmm. boards and like Xbox Live. <laughs> so a lot of this shit feels very it reminds me of when the internet was still fun. Yeah, I get you. It's what I really enjoy about this whole thing is like uh a lot of it feels like oh cool like it, it, these are all the weird people that have been missing for the last 10 years i get it uh, what you mean yeah yeah. Uh, yeah apart from like you know like you know like og youtube like candy mountain and charlie and the badger mushroom song and like the sean paul misheard lyrics and uh, right it was part of the immaturity of the technology that kind of made it more fun because there was a novelty to it. But but the thing is, is like, it's not like, you know, the the thing that's fun is I don't think we need to like infantilize ourselves. I I, I don't think that that's the main focus. I think it's funny that extremely intelligent people who are very technically savvy can make fun of something and and have like all sorts of you know things going on where where we get to play you know these fun games with each other um so i i think like in terms of that like that's kind of what i hope you know in, in the next year is like just kind of keep that going where it's it's people you know sticking around and and making friends and you know i got to do some like fake rares for the pepe like trading card community Uh this year and i'm gonna do some more hopefully and that community has been really funny like i i just cryptos have been really funny just in terms of like the the shit that that people are doing and and it's it's a nice way of um in a similar way to some other stuff that i'm involved in like it's a lot of people that otherwise probably would not cross paths right yeah in whatever their their profession or or their um their social like friend groups or whatnot um and whether it's people wanting to like i don't know flip things and make a bunch of money or people wanting to have a lot of fun with memes or people wanting to push the boundaries of technology i think there's kind of a it's not like an if or but more of a like why not everybody sort of thing and mm-hmm the one thing that kind of grounds everybody is we all believe that this is worth our time in whatever way you know regardless of what it is the fact that we're having a conversation right now which Mm -hmm. kind of turned into a weird monologue i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's all right um like that because we're showing up and and doing this this shit uh on twitter or whatever platforms and like interacting with each other and and having fun there is a there is a thing to show up to which is great so i hope that keeps happening and i would love to see some shit bringing a lot of that more you know 
e-bombs world and new grounds and and kind of you know just flash animation stick death games just dumb mm-hmm. shit let's keep the fun that, in nfts is what i'm hearing yeah, let's keep man, the joy going talking, keep, like, keep, you know keep having a, a good time here as a community and keep uh not taking ourselves too seriously i think so i mean fuck yeah. we're all gonna die yep <laughs> <laughs> What what about you, man? Like, what do you what do you what do you hope to see this year? Um, other than all of our bags going to a hundred x, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, we have to all go to the moon, of course. Right. No, I think yeah. you're right. I think you know it's you know it's about getting back to enjoying this because what I think happened was the money became such a, a overarching theme in the space that you kind of forget about the fun sometimes and when you have the market kind of pull back and you know, you lose a lot of those people that were just obsessed with that side of it. I think you can kind of come back to that fun and just kind of enjoy it. So, yeah, I think that you have a lot, there's a lot of truth there to what you're saying. What's your, what's your prediction on like the craziest, weirdest Kevin esque clusterfuck projects? For 2023 Jeez, i don't know is there room for that anymore i mean it's pretty hard to hype a project now anymore you know because people are like much more jaded than oh, they were I, in the past I, right I, I agree but like just you know maybe we can look back on this a year from now see if we have some sort of nostradamus like juice going on here yeah like, i don't know there could be some massive company that steps in and really screws up i mean that could happen I think it'd be interesting if Hubba Bubba Bubblegum Company did something hmm. uh, with like the remember like the comics that were inside the wrappers. Yes, wasn't that was that Hubba Bubba, or was it Bazooka or Double Bubble or something like that? Double Bubble, one of those. Bazooka. You get like the giant, like it was the dollar. I know what you're talking about. Convenience yeah. store, yeah. Um, evidently, it's been a while, but. Yeah, I remember yeah, like the big NFTs tub with those. Yeah. of like really <laughs> crappy, like bubble. Yeah, gum. it's like the worst like, gum, but you get the. Comments. It was like ten cents. Yeah, if it was old, it had like dried out, so it'd it was be like, like rock basically. Hard. <laughs> yeah, and you'd always get those in your Halloween bag. Yes. <laughs> Along with those terrible <sighs> there orange these... and black toffees, you know the or the you know what I'm talking about. Yes, and also. People in Canada, I don't think they have Cadbury in the states the same way. I think like they don't Cadbury have like the Aeroflakes. I think you're right; they're Canadian. Yeah, Coffee Crunch, um, fucking those Cadbury cream eggs that right for a while would only come out around Easter or whatever. Yeah, dude. Like, so you're suggesting the um, entire candy market get into NFTs. yes yes okay. i'm suggesting okay. like, like a little the, qr the code that comes inside the wrapper kind of idea that 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 holds digital like, kinder you know, surprises digital kinder surprises that have like the private keys to a wallet that holds like a dollar in bitcoin yes yes run with it and take it they can't have it in the states because apparently the americans are not responsible enough to not swallow the kinder eggs so now right. in the states <laughs> is that right you can't get kinder yes. surprise in the states you can't get, they're illegal 
You cannot actually. Like, it's it's like there's such a choking hazard because they're like, yeah, well, the kid's just gonna eat the fucking whole chocolate egg and then he's gonna <laughs> choke to death. So in the states, it's like you have like a fucking. It's this weird plastic egg shaped thing, and you have to yeah. open it, and then like that. It's the Kinder, it's not a surprise. Yeah. Like, you know that there's a no toy surprise, in there. It's Kinder. a whole fucking thing. Whereas, like, you know, I miss, like, the Darwin age of, like, children's toys. The shit that you would choke to death on. Like, those right. are the the kid that was going to lose ah, an eye and have an good. eye patch yep. for the rest of his life. Yep. Now it's just... No fun anymore, right? Well, it is, but like now, kids have to like eat Tide Pods to like you know, right, to live the adventure. Get that level of adventure. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, look at playgrounds this... now. You're like playgrounds are so safe now. You know, I think back to playgrounds when we were kids, and you'd like it'd be oh, all made of wood and splinters, and you know, Fucking way too high rusty. up. And, yeah, rusty and. Right. And it was great. Thing. Loved it. Just like tetanus. sure we got tetanus, but you know, <laughs> you know, and I, like I grew up in like in Toronto, like in actual Toronto, so there was always like the good old find the needle in the park sort of situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> going on, like, are you getting tetanus or hepatitis or mm, okay, something worse? Who knows? Although it could just be there's a lot of diabetics. I'm not one to judge. Maybe, maybe, yeah chucking their insulin needles around the playground though i don't know about that i guess it's possible yeah like take (laughs) take your needles to a sharps container please folks yes that that would be funny if if there was a weird unexpected just just some kind of big there'll be big companies that bundle in nfts with all kinds of shit oh totally for sure but i just want i want i would love to see something that's just like absurd like Swiffer. an NFT that is a choking hazard. Somehow, maybe not because then, like you know, someone's probably gonna choke to death. But like, <laughs> um, like Swiffer, where like you have to like Swift the Swiffer pads, and then like they're water activated to get a QR code. To it's wow. too complicated. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Could work. Maybe I don't know. You have to think on that. And then when you've got the idea, you know, call up, you know, the big, you know, the big, big companies and pitch your idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got to call up the, the NFT mafia so I can end up on rug radio and yeah. you know, shill it to everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, Hey, I appreciate you uh, spending this time with me and uh, I wish you all the best in uh, 2023. Well, and Hey, Merry Christmas too, coming up right away here. Merry Christmas, bud, and uh, yeah. and happy Hanukkah to those folks. I think they're indeed happy holidays. The only reason I know is my my girlfriend's Israeli, so and isn't Kwanzaa think, around uh, this time too? I think it is probably after Christmas, isn't it? I could be wrong. I want to yeah. make up like kind of like how Seinfeld had Festivus for the rest yes. of us. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be like an NFT Christmas airing our holidays. That would be good, but it needs to be in like June. You know, I think it's it, we need to have our own magic holiday. I don't know. Do um, we need to have an airing of grievances in the NFT world? There's already plenty of that flying around. Yeah, you're right. It's true. <laughs> By the way, um, what what's the deal with the uh, the Koi Network? 
the Koi Network? Give a, yeah, give me the the ten second shill. The interesting thing with Koi Network, that's I mean, they're 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 a very big like infrastructure. It's not just one thing. There is the NFT side of it, but they're also working on all kinds of applications. Um, basically, the whole goal of it is decentralizing any tasks that you might perform on the internet. Um, but in the case of NFT space, um, the unique element of it is that rather than like making your NFT and say selling it you instead mm. earn from attention. So when people come to wherever your NFT is uh, embedded on a website or whatever, the holder of that NFT earns koi tokens for that, for that attention. So it's kind of a different mechanism. Mm. It's interesting. It could also be used for, say, for example, um, any kind of streaming, like uh, podcasts, music, anything like that. If people are listening to your content, then you would be getting paid in tokens proportional to the content being listened to. So it's a very different approach. So it, it's kind of like a similar to like basic attention token with like Brave Browser. That element of it is yes. Um, That's cool. It's it's yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, they're working on a whole ecosystem. It's a lot bigger than just that. Um, yeah, but that's the part of it for me being in the NFT space as an artist. That's the part that kind of clicks for me the most. But it's yeah, it's pretty wild technology. It's it's worth looking into. They've done a whole bunch of upgrades, and there's uh, now it's like very fast. Like they're work, they use a network that's basically like a Solana fork. So it's like a very very quick, uh, responsive network. Whereas before it was quite a bit slower, um, and everything's stored in a decentralized manner. So you're not relying on a you know any central agents at all it's the big emphasis on it is decentralization for sure cool yeah have to check that out yeah definitely all right on well I hey saw uh, it behind the screen you. so yeah right 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 yes absolutely yeah they sponsor the show anyway i wish you an awesome day you're where again la or something you said i forget yeah 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 and uh i'll uh look forward to talking to you again in the future yeah man you know, don't be a stranger. Okay. Sounds good. Come hang out. Thanks right. for asking me to come and hang out and definitely talk at you for 45 minutes. <laughs> for sure. Take care, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of NFP with Decline, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.